Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. A huge Happy New Year as we enter 2022. And I'm excited that you're still listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can do a couple of things. First, if you're an Apple user or you use Spotify, you can rate and review the podcast there to get us in front of more people. Also, you can use the support links in the show notes to purchase products, get a discount for yourself, generate some income for the show, or you can join the Patreon. And there's some cool stuff coming with the Patreon I will be announcing very soon. I know I've said it before, but this time it's really happening. So I'm just excited for all that's to come in this year. Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure. And on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am happy to have you listening once again to another story as, as we dive in with yet another guest. And with me today, I have Danny holding Mabley. Did I say that right, Danny? I feel you like, did. You did. You I feel like I was going to. I was going to get scared, <laughs> and I, I panic. But I am very excited to have Danny on the show. Uh, he right may on. be a name that some of you are going to recognize, and we're going to talk about all that. And I'm just really, you know, ready to to dive into it, man. How are you doing today? Good, good. Um, it's going to be a busy day, but I'm excited to start with this. Hey, there we go, man. There we go. So let's. Let's not keep you from any other stuff you have to do today. Let, let's get into it. Tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Uh, I mean, hey, a lot. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, I guess things kind of started um, when I was younger. Um, it's it's funny. Like I was actually like uh, a skinny kid up until um, I remember that my mom always used to say this too. She would be like, you know, we we were like we ate healthy and we didn't drink any sodas until like I met your stepdad and um, my stepdad kind of introduced like sugary drinks and like, and, and chips and all that kind of stuff. And um, through kind of that, I started to like snack more and eat more and just kind of became like known as the bigger kid going through school. And um, I was never like crazily overweight. Like when I was younger, like I was just like the chubbier kid, you know, maybe everyone was else was like, you know, a 130, 150, I was like 180, you know what I mean? Um, and then it, it never got like really kind of bad until I got older um, and experienced kind of some trauma in life. Um, both of my parents, unfortunately, like passed away due to, you know, drug related things. Um, and that uh, kind of led me to, hey, you know, I don't obviously want to ever really do any drugs and I don't really want to drink a lot because both of my parents had issues with that. So where's where's my kind of like crutch going to be? And that's where food came in, right? Like um, I was going through all these things and and as a young kid and I was just like, okay, well, if I just eat, it'll make me feel better. <laughs> and so that's what I that's what I did. I just I, you know, I um, when I was younger, I just I turned to food whenever kind of things were things were a little rough. So that's kind of how things got started. And that kind of continued through um, my teenage years and, and, you know, leading to the point where I kind of wanted to make a change. Um, and of course, I had tried many, many times before this to like lose weight or to be healthier, done this and that and the other just to like see if it, it could work. And just nothing really ever stuck, right. Um, and then when I got to you know, when I was 18, I started a new job at, uh, in Canada, it's called TELUS. It's basically like our Verizon, you know, it's like cell phones. Um, and started working there and there was this guy who like clearly worked out. Like he looked like a guy that worked out. He had like a, you know, fit build and 
confident and I was like, Hey, like, you know, I obviously want to change. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, you could help me if, (laughs) if you're up to it. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, um, and, uh, and so he was like, yeah, totally, man. Like if you want to come with me to the gym, then, um, you know, feel free and I'll, and I'll kind of try and help guide you. And his, uh, his name was Brandon. Um, still really good friends to, to this day. Um, and basically he took me under his wing and kind of taught me all the basics of, of working out and just kind of making better choices. And I remember that first month I lost like 10 pounds and I was like, Oh my God, like if I can lose 10 pounds in a month, like, and if I can just repeat this, like, it'll be like by the end of the year, I'll be down like a hundred pounds. And at this time when I was starting, I was around 312. So I went from 312 to basically like 302 and I was like, okay, this is it. Like I, I feel good. I'm making great progress. Um, I'm still eating foods that I enjoy. Like I wasn't, I wasn't cutting like crazy things out. I basically was just kind of making better choices at this time. Um, most of the time when you're starting out in a journey just doing that alone is, is a big shift in what your normal, you know, um, habits are. So I saw progress from that. And from there, um, you know, I, I started to lose weight and obviously as I got lower, I had to kind of be a bit more. Um, okay, you know, I have to do things now that are a bit more than just making better choices because the weight was starting to like come off, but it was, or it was still coming off, but it was slower. Right. And so that's when I started tracking my macronutrients. Um, or I think I, I think at the start I just tracked calories, um, and then tried to of course get as much protein as possible in and pretty much followed that until I had reached like 200 pounds. And then, um, kind of the first time my kind of regain started to happen was pretty much pretty much every time I stopped dieting in a way I would start to like regain slowly sometimes it was faster than others sometimes it was slower um but then I had you know uh many people who know my journey will know that like then you know a few years after that I decided to do a men's physique competition um and I always come back to that as being what has kind of caused um kind of where we are now in the story as far as <laughs> regaining a lot of the weight that I lost. Um, and that's because of the competition. I, I, a week before the competition, um, and for those that maybe don't know, like men's physique competitions, you have to diet and exercise to a level that really is not healthy. Like it really isn't. Um, people know that we're in the industry. People know that who do that. Um, that's the way it is because you have to get to a point of leanness in your body that just really isn't supposed to happen but right. it, but it can of course um but so i was i was doing you know um an hour of cardio training six days a week eating like 1500 calories and a week before my competition i experienced like my first ever binge eating episode like like true binge eating like i had over eight my entire life but this was like a for two days i ate and i like couldn't like stop myself and i couldn't like and I barely even like really remember like why and how I got to point A to point B. And um, I basically, because at that time I was in the public eye as far as like cracking everything on my social media, I would have felt extremely embarrassed if I didn't finish. Um, and so I was like, I can't, I can't quit on this, right? Um, so I, I basically decided talking with my coach, like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get to you know, on that stage and looking as best I can. So we cut my calories. And this was a choice I made. Like my coach is still a good friend of mine to this day. This is a choice like I made. Like he was like, hey, it's going to suck. But like it's, it's what we have to do. And I was like, all right, all 
right, I'm going to do it, like no problem. And so it was like three hours of cardio a day, 800 calories, training six days a week for like a month. And, and it just like ruined me. <laughs> like I, I did it. Um, and, and, but afterwards I started to really experience, um, like binge eating, like as a, a real disorder in my life. And to this day now, you know, years later, it's still something that comes up once in a while. Right. So basically after that competition, um, I had slowly kind of just gained, gained weight. Uh, I, the competition, I was like 158 pounds. Um, slowly got to like, I got 175 pretty quickly. Then it was like 200. And then for the past, like before COVID kind of happened, for like two, three years, I kind of, I, I found balance between like 225 and 250. Um, I was basically kind of between there for, yeah, like since um, the competition, like the first time I'd gained to that weight after the competition. And then I'd kind of just been there for a while um, for like, I would say it was like two or three years. And so I was doing good. And then um, recently, um, of course, with COVID, um, you know, COVID, of course, has, has put a like a whole thing on everyone's life as far as just making things harder and and terrible in some ways. Um, but for me, it was just, I was basically having to make a choice because at the time I was immigrating to the U.S. because my wife and daughter are here and they're American, I'm Canadian. Um, and at the start of COVID, I had to make a choice of like, okay, are you going to stay here? Because um, I entered like lawfully and like, um, so I, we talked to our lawyer and it, I was able to, but that means that like, um, I couldn't go back to Canada or if I go back to Canada, then I would risk not seeing my family for like God knows how long. So basically had to make the choice to stay in the U S and so the financial kind of burden that that created the, um, cause I had to pay for everything back in Canada still. Um, just the, just the overall kind of like, you know, hard things in life that happened during the past two years. I basically gained like most, most of the weight I'd lost back. Like I started at three twelve and, the highest I've seen is like 307 again. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, not quite, you know, we're five. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like making a mission Those, not to see you, that 312 again. You know, you but, know that every pound counts. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're talking numbers for sure. So I get yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm like, sure. oh, I just don't ever want to see 312 again. So I've been like, you know, every time I maybe have like a bad day, I keep that in mind. Um, but uh, yeah, we've we've been kind of back at it here now for like a month. And um not doing as well as I wanted to, but I'm still down um, a total of like, I think it's I think it's like five five or six pounds. So we're on our way back, um, getting kind of things back in order. Life is a bit more balanced and and normal again. Um, although I definitely still struggle with like whenever things get kind of thrown out of whack, I find myself kind of getting lazy and starting to turn to old habits. But we're working on it for sure. Which. There's a lot in there, you know, in your journey, like, you know, and, and there's, yeah. A, oh yeah, like that was definitely, you know, it was a little bit longer than an elevator speech, you know, when someone says, you know, give your pitch in 30 seconds, but you know, <laughs> give me your pitch. It, it, that's a, it, an extended pitch, but still a pitch nonetheless. Like, you know, I, I think there's, there, there's some things there, like uh, I'd like us to kind of rewind back into and, and, and talk about, and that's, you know, when you were getting started was really when you started sharing your journey with everyone, you know, and the role that, you know, cause I think the role that, that social media it plays in your journey is something that personally I resonate with a lot, you know, having been someone gaining and losing and gaining and losing all my life. And, you know, I, I went through a period where, you know, I lost the first time I lost 300 pounds, 
I had a pretty active like Facebook group that back when Facebook groups were like the thing and Instagram didn't exist, you know, and all of that time, you know, and a blog and, you know, I, all of those, all of those words that now make me seem like I'm much older than I am. <laughs> I'm old, but like much, even much older when I'm like, oh, I had a blog, I had a Facebook, um, you know, I definitely sound like a boomer then, but <laughs> you know, I had all these people, you know, I had tens of thousands of people following and then I went through, you know, went to a re, you know, a massive regain and going through all of the, the stress and the feelings with, with being in the public eye doing things, you know, was something I know for me that I resonate with when I, you know, when I see, when I've seen you pop up over the years and, and sharing your experiences and your stories. And so what, you know, and I want to get into that, but what I really want to talk about first is what it was like, you know, where it came for you, the idea of, you know, sharing, you know, your story and sharing your journey and, you know, what that looked like for you, because, you know, as much as like everyone and their cousin now is doing that and everyone and their cousin has a YouTube and everyone has, a, has an Instagram and a, a, a TikTok, well, I guess TikTok is the big thing with the kids now, but um <laughs> I, I like saying that, yeah. um, you know, the kids, um, Wait, how, how old are you? Uh, I'm uh, about two, a couple of weeks ago, I turned 49. So, um, I would have never have guessed. Yeah. I luckily some people guess younger, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking I, good, man. I'm in the, I'm in what, what we like to call <laughs> the, the later years of life. I guess. I don't, I don't know what it is, but anyway, um, it's crazy. I, I'm 27 and I, st I feel that way already. So I don't know what's going to happen when I get, to <laughs> well, I got, well, that, that's, a, I, I got, I got a buddy, you know, I'm, I've been connected with for a long time on Instagram and last night in his stories, he's, he's chaperoning a prom and says, I'm, you know, looking at everyone there, he's like, I'm so old. And I'm like, you are in your mother effing twenties. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you need to just, I, I want this deleted from the world. I'm like, oh, good. Hey, but age anyway, is relative, you know? It is, it is. Well, the same way weight's relative, you know, it's all right. Yeah. All things are relative. But yeah. you, you made the decision to, to, you know, be transparent and start sharing. And I was actually watching one of your first videos again today, just to, you know, get ready. And oh, right on. You know, this idea, you know, that you, I, I, I think the, the, one of the starting points was, you know, like you said, you know, 90 people said they would watch yeah. your videos. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, okay, it eventually became a little bit more than 90 people. Yeah, um, I always, I always come back to that. And I always yeah. think that's pretty funny. It's fantastic. Like, it, it, and what I love about people that have kind of shared their transformations and journeys from the beginning is getting to see it all. And, you know, so you've been for many times over the years, you know, incredibly transparent and sharing all, you know, everything that's been going on with you, which, you know, has been wonderful to follow. And also, you know, we're also there with you when, when things aren't so great, but when mm -hmm. you think about it, like what, what was it that made you get, you know, film that first video, start sharing your, your experiences? Yeah. So, um, when I, when I initially started, I actually, I took a photo, like a before photo, um, I think it maybe it was like already 10 pounds down or so, but, um, I basically decided, like decided at that time that, um, like Instagram at that time was kind of just like starting to be a thing where people like posted fitness stuff. Right. Um, or not just started, but like just had started. So like the big accounts at that time were like Paige Hathaway and like, um, you know, like shreds was, was super popular and like all that kind of stuff. And so, um, and like Gymshark was just blowing up. Like it was kind of that time. And so basically I decided that if I was going to do this for some extra accountability, if I posted like being someone who's like, I have ADD and I like to create 
and and do stuff like that. So I was like, if I'm kind of able to like give my mind another outlet to like, you know, do things on and, and focus on some other things and then also have added accountability and support from people who are, you know, on the same journey that I am, I thought that'd be cool. And so <laughs> that's, that's basically, you know, and if you go back to my old Instagram posts, I always find it funny because they were just so simple. It was just like me in the gym, I threw up a video or a photo and I'd be like, getting them reps in, you know, <laughs> like that's, that was it. That was the caption. And it was like, hashtag beast mode and hashtag workout <laughs> and all that kind of, like, that kind of stuff. And, uh, so I'd done, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had done that for, uh, for a while. And then I think when I got to about like 250 pounds, so I dropped like 60 pounds already. Um, I think at that time, maybe I had like a few thousand followers or something. Um, and so I posted like a, um, like a story basically saying like, Hey, if, you know, if I started making YouTube videos to kind of document this in a deeper way, because of course on Instagram, you can only do so much at that time. Um, you couldn't post long form videos on Instagram at that time. I think it was, I think the max was a minute. Um, and there was no reels <laughs> like there is now. So, um, so yeah, I was like, Hey, like how many of you would, uh, would check out a YouTube channel if I did that? Um, you know, and like it said in that video, like, I guess like probably 90 people responded and said, yeah, let's do, you know, we would watch. So I was like, Hey, 90 people, that's enough for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so I, I started that initial, um, video. My, my friend filmed it, helped me film it. Um, he had a kind of a nicer camera and yeah. And, and I filmed that video. Um, the, so the, yeah, the first one, which then later turned into the start of that transformation video that eventually let went on now that has like 10 million views, which is, to me is insane. Mm -hmm. um, but that I basically used that same starting video to start that video later when I made it. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of why I just started. It's like an accountability thing, a support thing. Never, never was, I never had a mindset of like, Oh, I'm going to like turn this into something I can do or make money from or whatever. I mean, obviously later on I did, do, do coaching and um you know did make money but <laughs> um it never started like that at all it was just like i'll just track my progress and that's kind of it's it's funny because it's kind of gone it's kind of come full circle now because that's kind of what it's all about now for me again um and i think that has been a really healthy thing for me for sure yeah and, and that's the thing is like when you see people because you'll see people all the time posting about you know the dark side of social media and the downsides of social media but there, there is something pure about that level of accountability that can come with it, you know, especially when that's what it is about for you. Like, I think in a lot of ways, like it's, it's got a lot to do with personal intention. You know, what, what is your purpose, you know, for the content you're putting out? You know, again, there I, there I go using buzz, you know, a buzzword that uh, will probably age me a little bit now. I don't know if people still say content, but, you know, the idea, you know, the idea that you're, you're creating something that. Yes, other people are going to see and resonate with and learn from and, and all of those great things. But it's also, you know, it, when it starts from that place of, you know, I have purpose doing this, like this is something that is going to help me on this journey that I'm on. You know, I, I think that's the genuineness that people respond to. I think that's the thing that gets people actually listening. Like when someone says, you know, when I get messages, like someone's like, well, how do I, you know, how do I get more followers? And how do I get all this? And I'm like, well, you need to share what's what's true to you you know you need to share what you're actually dealing with and what's going on but i know that the, you know one of the things that that i watched you know 
for you and I think for a lot of other people, you know, especially when we we very publicly lose weight is when it's not going so great and there's that pressure to continue sharing but also knowing that the responses become different and the the way material way, way things are are taken and you know some of that is is are things that we build up inside of ourselves for sure you know in terms of will will anyone still support me if i share what happened will any you know if i tell them about this will they will they actually respond to it like what knowing what was going on with you you know what you shared about you know going through the transformation show and the the effect that that has had on your life like you know and your habits and and kind of challenges you're dealing with what was it like you know on on the inside for you when you were still publicly sharing like when did that start to become something where that turning the camera on wasn't anymore about this is something that's helping me but turning the camera on now feels different does that does that make sense that question like yeah no no absolutely um so it, it was kind of like a weird thing because um, obviously I wanted to make content, um, but it didn't it didn't start to be like a burden until <clears throat> the responses got overbearing. And what I mean by that is, and, and this is not all like the internet's fault. <laughs> this is also a little bit of my fault. I take credibility um, for being kind of a hothead at the time. <laughs> you know, I, I spoke to, about this on, on the Focus Fight Finish podcast mm-hmm. with my boy Tony. Um Shout out to Tony Reyes. Uh, <laughs> He's awesome. And, uh, uh, and that was a great episode. So people should definitely check that out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, he, uh, we talked about it a bit on there. Like, I definitely, like, once I, I'd start to see that growth and I had gone from being an obese guy that no one really dotted an eye at to um, a more attractive person with muscles, <laughs> you know, I definitely look back and, and wish I would have not as been as arrogant I was as I was. Um, it wasn't in a way of like, I thought I was better than anyone. It was just in a way that like, I thought I knew I, I'd spend a lot of time, you know, doing research. I thought I knew a lot. Um, and so the way I kind of responded to people was in a way that like, I know more than you, so I'm not going to listen to you. And I regret that for sure. Um, I think that, um, it's definitely not the person I try to be today at all. Um, I try to be much more of a listener, um, not only in just the internet life, but also my personal life. Like my relationships have, have drastically improved because, you know, that that doesn't fly on the internet and also doesn't fly in real life. <laughs> so um, I've, I've over the past few years, you know, even though my physical health may have not has been as great, um, I've worked a lot on my my mental health and and the person I am and, and trying to become kind of better. And so when I look back, I can I can accept the fact that yeah, I was kind of a douche, <laughs> um, and people people there's you know a select few that saw that, are you know there's people that saw through that and said you know hey I know you know you you are being this way but we can all tell and we've been around enough to like see your intention is good, but then there was people that are like I don't care if your intention is good you're an asshole, <laughs> and so, um, and so yeah I, you know I I got a lot of. Um, flack of as far as like uh gaining the weight back and still trying to kind of like teach in a way but because you have to remember at this time like my income relied on my social media um it doesn't now anymore today um but at that time like i was like you know i want to keep posting because i i need to because i have bills to pay (laughs) you know and um and i did coaching and i and i did everything like science base so like I wasn't doing anything like you know scammy or or just to like make a quick buck I was doing I had to do something that like 
I had to I had to like teach and 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 you know provide informative content to really like try and get more clients at that time. And it's hard to do that when you're gaining weight. <laughs> um, so that that became a stressor in itself. Just all of a sudden, my financial um, finances being impacted by my weight, right? Because the overall appearance uh, online is definitely like a huge thing as far as um, who's going to listen to you or not. And so during that time, not only was I struggling with my physical health, but then all of a sudden my finances came into question. And so it was a very stressful time. And, and my, my mental health at that time definitely was, was at a pretty big low. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can freaking do this anymore because every time I'd post, it would just get like, I would get like 20 to 30 just messages of people just saying this and calling me that. And, you know, some were just like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? Like, they weren't like rude at all, but some were definitely like very rude you know, and, um, I never like, I was never that person who like posted every single one and been like, this is what I deal with. But a few I've posted over the years that were just like, what, who are these people, man? Like, (laughs) Jesus, like somebody, like I posted, I remember I posted one, like, I think maybe eight months. Like I, I rarely get it now. Thank God. Um, but like a year ago I'd posted, uh, one, I think that someone basically wished like my, my daughter would like, like get sick so that I would learn like a lesson. And I was like, are you how Like, what are you insane? Like, <laughs> like people are, people are wild, man. And we've experienced some, we've experienced some pretty like up there, like, um, troll <laughs> level stuff. Um, we had one person at one time, like, uh, basically make multiple accounts, always commenting on our stuff. But then they also went as far as to call, or leave a review on my wife's uh, mother's like job, basically calling her like a bad person and mm. used other fancy words to, um, you know, describe her. And it was like, what? Like now you're not now you're not just like being a troll online, but you're actually trying to impact like our livelihood on in a like a private way. And so um, at that time we were like, okay, we gotta. And that kind of led us to the decision that we made here in the last year. I'm sorry, I'm just running on a tangent here. No, it's okay. Good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so in, in the last year, um, we basically looked at kind of social media as like, you know, do we want it to be our end-all, be-all going forward? or And that would mean basically it would become, you know, a focus for Maple as well, our daughter, um, who's two and a half now. And we basically decided that, like, we didn't want that. Like, we, don't, we want her to be able to live her life as she wants to live it. And mm-hmm. it's hard to do that when you know, both your parents have this big social media presence. Um, and, and I mean, that sounds like weird, but. Well, it's accurate though. It's, 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 (laughs) it's, it's what we deal with now. Like that's our, that's the culture that we live in. Yeah. And so we just, yeah, we basically decided no. Um, and so I, I started a local digital marketing and media agency and my wife is going back to school for nursing and that's, that's what we're doing. Um, and so now I just post social media content strictly just for the, you know, like just like I said before, like just tracking progress and mm-hmm. putting my story out there, and whoever gets inspired or or is you know benefited from it, and that's that's the goal at the end of the day. Which makes a lot of sense, like coming to that place of a uh, take it or leave it. Like, you know, this is what I'm 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 doing this with purpose. It's not, but it's not the it's it's not that financial piece because I think that's something a lot of people get kind of. One, it's people see other people doing it. And it's attractive. And so everyone is, you know, in a, in a lot of ways chasing it. Like, look at, you know, 
trending people looking for trending sounds and trending templates and you know what is the right hashtag to use and how do i get on the explore page and you know on the what is it on tiktok the for you page like how do i how do i get there and it being less about their intention and the in what you know helping them and trying to turn it into something that is business and financial and you know which you know more power to people that do it and and do it successfully and all of that's fantastic but there there's clearly a, a negative to it especially when it's it's tied into something like weight you know when it is tied into because none of our journeys are straight lines none of our lives are are these these perfect you know i think everyone there becomes this expectation that when a person loses weight and hits a goal and inspires people and kind of like is shown as an example that they're the example of the person that's never going to have a problem and is never going to struggle. And because that's what everyone wants in their own lives. You know, it's like so much projection, you know, I want this to be easier for me. So when I see someone who I thought it was easy for, it's not easy for them. What does that say about me? You know, when we, yeah, yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that for sure. And it's like, there's it's like, a, no, go ahead. it's like a thought process of like someone sees your success and it's like, you had what I so desperately want and threw it away like how dare you you know what i mean like well the we've also evolved as a culture to be so self-focused because of social media i think that you know and i love social media so everyone out there listening don't think that i'm that i'm talking it but it's we're in this place of we project ourselves into everyone's experiences and lives and you know I wanted that and I should have that. And you threw that away. And so then that becomes a person. They almost feel like it's a personal attack. And it's like, no, this person was dealing with struggle. You know, like, let, let's be, you know, you, you went into talking about what the past couple of years have been like, like, instead of being able to say, I want to just genuinely, and, and there are people, you know, we know there are people that are, that are genuinely there cheering in your corner and ups and downs and whatever are going to be there saying, you know, I'm just here because I, I genuinely relate to your experience and, you know, I draw something from it. But then there are people that almost feel like they're owed something. And it's, I think it's when social media starts to feel like you're disappointing people because they're owed, owed something that even if they're not paying for, they feel like they're owed, that it starts to kind of take on some of that, that negative side. Like, when you start getting those comments about, well, why don't you go away and come back when you're who you were five years ago, you know, go away and come back when you're, you're who you were four years ago. Like, don't, don't tell us about all this other stuff. We don't want to hear about it. And it's like, well, that's, that's not how the world works. You know, that's not how lives work. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely weird for me just because like, like I said, like it never was a goal to make like an income, but, um, I realized that like the health was something that was important to me um, at that, that period of my life and that I wanted to basically like with, <laughs> I have like major ADD brain. So like when I, I learned something about something new, um, I needed to learn like everything about it. And so like I, I was always doing research. I um, got certified. I basically did everything I could to like learn as much as I needed to know um, to be able to kind of support other people in like a scientific way. Um, and, and as, well, you know, as best as you can, cause now there's so much different research and blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> um, just, yeah, just, you know, know the basics, know how certain nutrients affect the body and, and kind of do that. And then I was going to school for it at the time. Um, I did like a semester in college. 
um, in human kinetics, it's called in Canada. Um, and so my goal was to like become a personal trainer at the end, but I realized that like, um, you know, I could, I could just get certified and grow the knowledge on my own and basically like be in the same place, but at the same time, invest more time into the social media aspect of it. And so, and so I made that choice at that time to do that. Um, and, and so, yeah. And so like I, and I had the backing of like a lot of like really high level coaches in the, in the industry. Like I was, I was friends with like Jeff Nippard. Um, I still am. He's a, he's a great guy. I was, um, friends with Patty lifts, um, and, and knew others in the industry that were like, yeah, and like, you know what you're doing and what, you, you know, what you're saying. So like, don't, don't doubt that. And so I, I was like, okay, I'll do this. And, but then, yeah, when, once that weight gain happened, then people started to go like, how, how can you like, how can you know what you're doing or how you can, how can you tell other people what they should be doing if like you're not even doing it? Um, and I had a hard time for a while kind of dissecting that because to me, even today, to me, still it's still kind of like a, I mean, if you just think about it for a second, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, like I love basketball and if you watch basketball, like the coach isn't someone who looks like the rest of the team, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, just because they have the knowledge. It's not because they know how to dunk or they know how to like shoot threes at a high level. Um, maybe they did at one point, but you know, now they're just super knowledgeable. <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, experiencing that as well as the kind of shift and and like you kind of talked about it, that there has definitely been like a shift in social media over the last few years, right? Um, I, at least I feel, um, it's, it's, uh, just in how we do it, it's, it's definitely changed. And, um, it used to be very, it used to be much more positive and then it went negative. And then I think actually it's got a bit more positive again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Which makes it like, so I'm, I'm curious, you know, as you know, someone, similarly struggling with with things at various points in my life and currently and all of those 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 pieces like i i remember seeing you post you know the where what was the way i'm trying to think of the way you phrased it but when you were talking about you know that one of the one of the first times you kind of came out and said you know i'm making the decision to step away from coaching right now to focus on myself and to be able to do that and which if anyone wants to go watch it and see it, they can. But what was that? What was that like for you personally in terms of making that decision? Was it a freeing moment in the end, or was it something that just you know was haunting you? Like, what was what was it like to kind of go through having to say, "This is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm doing it." Um. Yeah. No. It was. It was really, really like weight lifting for sure, um, because basically at that time. Um, I had been doing my digital media stuff locally here um, for about three months and it had replaced my income. And so I was like, I can finally just step away from this because not only was it something that I had like lost kind of passion for, but also, yeah, I just, I really wanted to focus on myself and, and not have to rely on posting absolutely everything. You know what I mean? Um, and, and just being able to do it for a different reason than, I'm doing it for fun, but also I need to pay my bills. <laughs> you know, there's there's a big, big weight and big um, change that that makes happen, basically whether you want to or not, um, because it just is an obligation. Like, okay, well, I gotta I gotta create stuff, 
And even if I don't enjoy it, I really still got to do it because I have a family to support, you know? Um, and so not having to rely on that anymore was definitely a big weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, and it's definitely been one of the blessings for sure over this past, you know, almost a year now. Um, but I definitely am wanting to like now create more, like I said, from that, for that kind of starting reason of just like, I just want to like track my progress and show my journey. And, um, I'm, I'm trying to get into the habit of doing that more, but with my media stuff, like I'm, I'm constantly creating and, and doing stuff for others. So it's like hard to now want to do it for myself. <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, I, I, I help run and create for like three, four other accounts, um, here locally. And so it's, it gets a little bit, you know, once your, once your hobby turns into, to work or something you passionate about turns into work, it, it, it's hard to find that balance. And sorry, there's like a big leaf blower going on mm. right next to my window. So if you can hear that, I apologize. <laughs> oh, no worries. I, I can't hear it. And probably I can't hear it because there's probably a plane going overhead here. So no worries. We'll clean that up. But I, I, I just, I, I think there's really, there's something there for people to hear in terms of understanding yeah, especially like that, that place of, yeah, because people look at, at people that have turned, you know, whether it's social media or YouTube or, or whatever it is into kind of their career and into their work as, you know, they've got it all, you know, you've got this thing that I have fun with and you've turned it into work. And so it must be, you know, sunshine, sunshine and rainbows 24 seven for you. And this is, it almost come really easy. And I don't think they understand, you know, what it takes to actually kind of chase money in that area, you know, and what it, what that kind of the bird, you know, like you said, you, you summed it up in so many, in much better words than I'm using right now, apparently. Um, the, the, you know, sometimes you lose your words, but the idea that work is work, you know, and, and when something that had been a big part of like personally helping and supporting you all of a sudden becomes something that it's not just something you're doing with that original kind of purpose, you're doing it with a purpose then that is about supporting a family that is about supporting yourself personally. You know, it, it becomes like any work that there's a, a shift in perspective and can become challenging and is not as fresh and simple as, as I think it appears, you know, as slick as it appears on the outside, especially when it involves content and video creation and all of those things. Like people think it, it looks like something that is relatively simple, but there's just so much more going on that you're just, and then, again, I keep coming back to this idea that it's intertwined with your personal health. Like, it's intertwined with these, these things. Like, you you know, sharing that, you know, the physique show experience, triggering that the binge eating inside of you and, like, bringing that into your life where it really hadn't been before. You know, hadn't been something that was really manifested. And manifesting it and all of a sudden having this experience to deal with and process and, you know, I that's overwhelming if someone's doing that alone without the world watching, you know, without, you know, thousands of people paying attention, but to do that almost on a stage is easily overwhelming. You know, it's that idea that I'm now dealing with this thing that I, I can't put a finger on specifically, but I'm still supposed to be putting a message out and still supposed to be kind of putting this out there and that pressure to make sure you went through with the show you know, I'm sure that on, on some levels there was there were some really overwhelming feelings going on there. Like, I have to continue to do this so that you talked about the choices that you made that oh, definitely were even more. Kind I mean, because like normal person, 
No, go ahead. A normal person would have just been like, yeah, like I, I won't be able to do it now. You know what I mean? Um, if there was no obligation to like, you know, it was just them and their choice. Like it would just been like, oh yeah, okay, well, I screwed up. Oh well. Um, but because I had like, and because at that time I was or, like, I'd previously already gone through like people being negative. I was like, if I don't do this and I don't follow through, man, I do not want to deal with what comes, you know? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. So let's, are you having a drink of water as well? I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah for here. sure. Um, <laughs> you got to stay hydrated, right? Isn't that? Isn't that the overall message that we all, put, we all put out there? Stay hydrated. Hey, people, drink some water while you're listening. Drink some water. It makes you um, feel better. <laughs> it does. You know, it changes things. But I, I, I could tangent off for a 20-minute conversation about why people don't drink enough water. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I think specifically, like, knowing that you were, you were navigating new challenges and in that place, like it makes sense then that there are times where we pull back and, you know, try to, you know, because there's also that place of pulling back, but then also wanting to restart and fresh start. And I'm at this again. And don't, you know, I'm going to take you along for it. And, you know, going through those feelings can can be really emotional because, like you said, there are times where we feel like we have all the answers when we realize that we really don't or that the answers are much more complicated than just here's a quick 30 second video to explain it to you. You know, it, it becomes this place of creating pressure and added, added an added burden, you know, as, as you're working through that. And I don't want to just stay in the, in the place of talking about your social media, like for you personally, like what, what does it take for you to kind of work through that, that place of understanding binge behavior and how that's impacted your life? Um, it's been tough because <clears throat> I'm still kind of figuring it out <laughs> if I'm honest. I don't have like major like binge episodes anymore, but I still, I still definitely struggle with like overeating. And then that sometimes can trigger like, even like, I would say like a small binge, you know, um, just cause I get in a mindset of like, Oh, well, I've already thrown things out the window, you know, I might as well like enjoy what I can for when I can, you know, um, but the biggest thing is just when 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 life struggles happen, and that's when I still like, like I'll be good doing good for a week. All of a sudden, like, you know, a wrench gets thrown in the <laughs> in the plan, and uh, that's when I like I I still struggle to like stick with it, even though you know life's gonna get hard sometimes. You know, like just uh, <clears throat> just like last week, like we were we were supposed to have this podcast done earlier, and my daughter had ended up you know, having to go to the hospital and everything's all right. And, you know, thank God. Um, but, uh, but that was obviously just a, a long day and night and exhausting for all parties involved. And so it was just like, I haven't eaten in 18 hours because I've been, you know, focused on this little human. And so because I haven't ate that long, I'm just going to choose to eat something crappy because, well, I haven't ate a lot. And also I feel like crap. <laughs> so, and then once you get, once I've I've started to definitely think more about the whole food addiction thing, just because like it's I'm I come from someone who's like dealt with like I have a bias of like both of my parents were addicted to like real drugs, you know what I mean? So I have that thought of like to me like yeah you can use the word addiction, but I just have seen like real addiction if that makes sense, and 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 not saying that like 
addiction is is more or less than another addiction but just like i think having my life experience it's hard for me to like wrap that like that word that really destroyed like destroyed a big part of my life that i loved into something that's just like food you know what i mean and i and i know that's not fully accurate but i just i think that's the way i can think of myself of why i struggle to really be open to talking about food in an addictive way um like i know it is addictive um for sure like that's not that's not a question um but i think it's like you know oh food is just like cocaine or food is just like alcohol like when i know i've seen people struggle with those things in a real like life matter it's hard for me to like be like oh yeah for sure um but i will say that over the past like months i'm starting to like be a bit more open just because like i'm realizing for me that like I used to, when I was younger, I was able to like be flexible and like eat foods that necessarily weren't, you know, on plan, but then I would just be able to get right back to the plan or I'd be able to make it fit. Like, you know, back in the, if it fits your macros days, like I'd have a pizza for one meal and then just have like salad and chicken and egg whites for the rest of the day and be like, sweet. (laughs) Um, I can't do that anymore. Like it just, it doesn't happen. Like it, I want it to, but like having that like pizza or whatever, just makes me want like so much more and and brings up um more more things and it just makes it hard and so not being able to do what kind of like got me to where I wanted to be in the first place like that's how I lost my majority of my weight at the start was being able to like have a couple small cheeseburgers but then eat good for the rest of the day have a slice of pizza here but then eat good for the rest of the day like I did that for like a whole year I ate I ate at a like local cafe every day for lunch. Um, it was like a health food cafe. So like what they, the ingredients they were using were good, but like it was still like a pesto chicken melt, um, slice of pizza, uh, some soup, um, a wrap. Like, you know, it was, it was food that people would be like, oh, you can't eat that while dieting. But I did that for like the whole time, you know? And so being able to not do that now and to also have to think about like, you know, if I'm not able to just have a little and be okay like I used to be, then maybe this addiction has gotten a bit more intense. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Which I think, you know, and I think there's a propensity amongst people sometimes to try to either rank addictions or even everything out, you know, and say everything's exactly the same because we want black and white answers, you know, as human beings, like this or that. It's the same way when people approach weight loss and you know, you know, this is as someone who's worked with people, you know, clients can come at you and want, you know, just one clear black and white answer of what they need to do. And when you try to talk to them about it being a lot more complicated than that, you know, depending on what their personal circumstances and experiences are, that's when it's like, whoa, 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 that's not what I want. You know, I want this, I want to grab this new book and have it tell me all the answers. And I think in some levels, you know, that's, what comes into play when, when we deal with, with addiction, it's like, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna overdose on pizza tonight. So that's, I'm not the same as, as someone who struggles that way. But, you know, I look at my own experiences and I'm like, well, you know, have I stole, have I, have I taken money from people to buy food? I have, you know, like, have I done things that I'm not proud of? Like, did it put my health in danger? Did I almost die? Yes. Like there's, there's realities that we all face personally. And it, it can go back to that idea of the addictive personality. And like you, you said something earlier on, you know, at the beginning of telling your story, that idea of knowing that you weren't going to turn to drugs and alcohol. So did, did food become something that you were using in that way? And it's, 
it's about using a substance in a lot of ways. Addiction, it doesn't matter what the substance is. It's, it's why we're turning to it and why we're using it and getting to the root of like what's driving that for us, you know, is going to be different for every person, but can still come from that place. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you know, I, I go through this, I struggle with this because like for me personally, you know, removing refined carbohydrates and, you know, using keto has been like a, a, a godsend to me in terms of dealing with, you know, my food issues. Um, and it's not for everyone and it's not something, you know, it's why this isn't a keto podcast, you know, even though sometimes people, you know, will nominate me for things that way. And I'm like, well, that's not, you haven't, you clearly haven't listened. Um, but I think, you know, I, I have found the tools that have helped me navigate those waters and deal with that overwhelming, you know, need to eat more and that voracious, never ending appetite that used to plague me for a long, long time. And so then I see people posting on social media where they're like, you know, you don't have to, do, you know, you never have to, to cut your carbs out. You just have to portion control, you know, and even when you look at like addiction specialists, you know, people that deal with food addiction, you know, I've, I've seen so many of them, you know, especially like people in dietitians and things along those lines. They're like, well, if you, if you struggle with overeating ice cream, the way to, to break yourself of that is fill your house with ice cream and eat it whenever you want it. And eventually you won't want it anymore. And I'm like, well, I got to be honest with you like that, <laughs> that never happens for me personally. Like it's never enough, you know, it's never enough of some of these things specifically, you know, there are things that I could eat until I pass out. Like, but it's about realizing that, you know, and understanding how that, how that sense of addiction functions in your life and what you're using it for and being able to say that, you know, it doesn't necessarily relate to what someone else is doing, but this is what I'm dealing with you know, coming to that personal realization, you know, I've worked with, with clients who, if I were to kind of look at their experience and how they talk about food, I would say, you know, personally might say, I, I see food addiction and what you're talking about. But until that person comes to that realization for themselves, it's not a label you can put on someone. It's not a label you can say, this is exactly what it looks like. And I think it, the same way, you know, that functions across addictions. And I, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm making a point here, but I think it's about, it is about what you're, what you were just talking about, that evolution of your perspective, you know, and, and starting to see, you know, what works, what doesn't work and what are the things that are really challenging and being okay with identifying them as challenging. And I think that's one of the more unique facets, I think, of food addiction is that there are some people that identify things that they can't moderate, they can't control and work on it for years and then find that they can. Whereas if someone was dealing with, you know, hard drugs or alcohol, there's a good chance that they're not going to get to a point where they're like, well, I'll just have a little bit of, you know, I'll have a little bit of heroin this week and I'm going to be okay. Or, you know, encouraging someone who struggles with alcohol, you know, well, I can go and have a couple drinks now. And like seeing that happen is not necessarily, you know, something that you, you see come there. Like it can go to some more extremes. And so it becomes hard for people to say, is food addiction real? Is it not real? Like, I, I always want to be like, well, why do, why do we have to debate that? If a person feels like they're in that place and that's how it's functioning in their life and they need to approach it from that perspective, then let them approach it from the perspective that's going to help them and save their life and help their health and, and all of those different pieces. Yeah, that's fair. I've actually never really thought about it in that way specifically. I kind of like that. Yeah, like it, I, I think it's it is so individual. Like it really, it's, it's like when people, and I'm sure you dealt with this, even more than, than I have that when people are like, well, what are your, what are the exact macros you're eating right now? You know, because I want to do the exact macros that you're eating. 
And I'm like, well, you're not me. You know, you're not, you know, what I eat every day, you know, I share a lot of it, but what I exactly do might not be the thing that helps another person. You know, it might not even be that they need to take some of the extremes that other people go to or need to go to to help. And they might be able to navigate through it a different way. But through it all, I think it's that idea of building that mindfulness for yourself and honesty. Like, you know, and I think that resonates in what you were saying, that idea of not just doing what you want to do because that's what you've done before, but having to be honest about what you can do right now. Like meeting yourself where you're at today is just really important. So what is, what do you, what is your relationship with food look like now? Like when you, when you think about it? Um, that's a hard question. (laughs) Um, I would say it's kind of, it feels almost like, like I'm not fully back at square one, but my habits are pretty close. And then, um, but then I also have all this like knowledge to kind of remind me like, Hey, like, you know, you don't have to necessarily do that or do this or eat that or eat this. Um, and trying to find kind of a balance between like cleaning things up (laughs) as far as just eating a bit more whole. Um, and also trying to find a balance where like, do I, is it something that was going to need to happen where like, yeah, I just, I cut kind of like a lot of things out, um, to have success long-term or if I can find some sort of balance in that area. That's kind of where I'm at right now is just figuring out like what really works for me again, because what worked before is just not working. And so, um, that's been difficult trying to like kind of try things and do things and like, um, you know, figure stuff out. Like I'd recently hired, um, a coach and still working with him, but, um, it's going to come to an end here in the next month. Um, and not, not because of like anything specific with my nutrition or like with them. Um, I just have to afford healthcare here in America mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that stuff is expensive. Oh yeah. So I basically had to choose between like coaching and, and healthcare right now. Mm-hmm. Um, budgeting. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's so, all yeah. part. Yeah. That's cause you're getting older, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> can I really afford both? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah. And so then also like doing that and then seeing the structure and with how busy I get, I always make excuses as to why, like, I don't have time to like cook. Um, I mean, some days I don't honestly, like it's not, you know, because I, my job takes me from kind of different points of, you know, unless I was packing like a refrigerated, like food box, <laughs> you know, or something like with me, it'd be pretty hard to like always have food ready. And I'm just like, I'm not ready to go at that point in my life where I just always have to rely on like meal prep and like, you know, I want to, I want to find something that's a bit more manageable. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, just kind of trying to figure out that the work-life balance, the cooking and, and what's going to work balance. Um, just figuring that out again, because what I had previously done before is just, it's just not kind of fully working anymore. So got to figure that out. And isn't that, you know, isn't it a bastard that... There's that plane. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, isn't it kind of a bastard that when you, especially, you know, t- speaking to habits and old habits and old challenges and things along those lines rearing their head, 
it's almost like that whole, you know, there's the saying, like, when you know better, you do better. And there are still times where it's like, well, I know better, but I'm not doing better. You know, there, it's almost like there's an added pressure, like you, you envy, you envy ignorance. You know, you envy someone who hasn't had that experience of, of even losing weight for the first time. You know, I, I've, I've worked with several clients who are in their late 30s, early 40s and have never dieted in their lives. And to me, someone who started dieting at age 10 and I'm now 49, like, I can't fathom that. I can't fathom what that experience is like. And so you're, there's almost like an, an enviousness there to their new discovery of things that help and work for them and, and all of those pieces because I know the things that work for me and I know the things that should be there or should be doing and aren't working anymore or need to evolve and need to change. And now it's like, okay. It's almost like the gift of knowledge almost becomes more of a burden because I do have to navigate more. You know, I do have to kind of realize, okay, what felt straightforward before doesn't feel quite as straightforward anymore, you know, in terms of navigating all of the other pieces of my life. And, you know, on some days that feels like excuses and acknowledge, you know, truthful honesty is like, it is excuses some days and other days it feels like, is there a point where things get easier or is it I just get better at navigating those things that are never going to go away? So let's, let's talk a little bit about things that aren't about weight loss and regain. Um, what are the things that, you know, you're, you know, you're excited about now in your life? Um, definitely just kind of getting, our kind of family aspect, like figured out, like now that my, you know, wife's going to be doing nursing, I'm doing my digital media stuff. Um, that's just been definitely, we're starting to kind of get like our finances and plan in order to like really build and have our family in a balanced kind of comfortable way. Um, cause that's been a struggle with like social media, like the, the income has just always been super up and down. So having something more consistent and, and, um, having some level of norm normalcy is that the word norm, normalcy norm, normalcy how do you say that <laughs> I, I, normalcy works or normality you know whatever whatever one you want to use yeah yeah one of those uh, <laughs> uh just having um having that definitely is has been um much more of a, a good thing and um has you know improved my relationships and, and just yeah, connecting with my family and and kind of just focusing on that aspect um, and using that as best as I can to kind of go back into, you know, the whole weight thing. It's just more for my health rather than specific numbers and just getting to a place where I could be the dad I want to be to my daughter and, and the husband I want to be to my wife and, um, you know, how I can best kind of do that and what that looks like. Oh, for sure. And, and I feel like we could probably tangent for an hour on what it's like to be working on your health in the context now of, of being a husband and a, and a father, you know, versus having done that kind of on your own before, like, you know, like there, you know, not just the added pressure, but that, that sense of responsibility and, and, you know, how all that kind of folds into everything. Like, I think there's, there's, there's so much more, you know, that comes into play when you, when you start to feel that interconnectedness and that there's, there's a human being that's relying on you, you know, for their life and sustenance. and so taking care of your own, you know, almost becomes, you know, for some people, sometimes I, I, I think it's able, we're able to use it as 
as a reason to not focus on our own our own health for a while. But then you eventually realize that, okay, no, I do need to do this. You know, if I want to be around for X, Y, and Z, these are things that I need to I need to work on and continue to keep in focus. For sure. So so when you sit down now and look at what are kind of the main goals that you're working on in your life, like there, there's things there that you were just talking about. Is there anything else that you feel like is, is a driving force in Danny's life now? Um, no, I say that I would think that like, those are the kind of the, th the three hubs I have is like scaling my work, um, being there for my family and then just like getting my health in order for myself as well as my family. Um, I also, I, consider myself like a Christian. So obviously having like God a part of that whole journey is, is important to me. Um, and, um, I don't consider myself like religious in a way. Like I just more so focus on like the, the relationship aspect of like me and the higher thing in this world. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so kind of just finding a, a, a way for all those four things to kind of mend. Um, I mean, I think that's, you know, majority of all of our lives is like trying to figure out how to balance all that crap <laughs> and uh, find a good place. Um, so yeah, it's basically it now. It's just like more just, just, yeah, just trying to like find that overall, you know, balance that I can find with, with just being the best version of me and, and how I can get there and then how I can stay there. More it importantly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure, man. And Danny, one, I have some wrap-up questions that I do every episode that we're going to get to soon. But before we get there, one question, I do, one more question I do want to ask is, so for someone listening today who has been following your journey since you first started putting it out there, you know, and is following you to today, you know, what do you think are the main lessons that you've learned that you would want that person to hear? Um... I think one of the biggest things I always go back to is like your, your time and effort is much more valuable than you like truly see, you know, time as far as don't rush things like you have, like there's, unless you have like a specific date where you need to be a certain thing. Like if you can focus more on just like, I'm just going to like make better steps for me and however long that takes, then fantastic. Um, looking at it like that, I found I wish I would have done that more um, back in the day and held on to that aspect. Um, and then effort as far as sometimes you're going to want to give it all and then sometimes you're going to want to give very little. Um, and it's about kind of finding that middle spot where you're con being consistent with that effort, whether you feel motivated or not. Um, I think if you can find and hold on to those two two things you can kind of make it to, to any point you want with your health and, and in life. For sure. Definitely. That's, that's great, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. And Danny, if anyone out there does want to connect with you or follow along, uh, where's the best places for them to find you? Uh, it's just at Danny Mabley, basically mm -hmm. everywhere now. Um, used to be Danny Gets Fit, but, <laughs> but uh, now it's just me, just me as a person. Um, yeah, Danny Mabley, D-A-N-N-Y-M-A-B-L-E-Y. Um, I even changed my YouTube recently back to just, just my name. So, um, haven't uploaded on YouTube in a while and I don't know if I'm going to anytime soon, but 
<laughs> if you want to check out the previous stuff I've made. <laughs> hey, there you go, man. Then, Understood. Uh, and and I think that's a part of, of the story that you shared today is that evolution and in, in using those tools and those those different platforms when it feels important for you too. You know, when mm-hmm. it, you know, and sharing what feels important for you. And I think it has a context in your life now that isn't just about let me keep sharing it. You know, let me share it all for the sake of sharing it all. You know, there's there's purpose behind what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. So, Danny, I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? All right, let's do it. Okay, so question number one. Danny, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? <laughs> I like that. Um, I want to say like Will Sasso, I think. I, I like him. Yeah. He, he was like when, when Vine first started, um, he always had those like, yeah, Will Sasso. Yeah. He's a Canadian actor, you know. And there I'm you Canadian. go. And also he's just hilarious and he's a big guy. Um, he's him and like Chris Farley are like two that come to mind. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I'm definitely more partial to like the, the funnier fat guys. <laughs> Understood. Well, and that's, and I always get Chris Farley as an answer. So I, I like hearing another name pop up there, you know, and he's still out there doing a lot of stuff. So, you know, yeah. Well, Sasso. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's been in so many shows that I've, I've liked. So there we go. Question. Number also th- in my favorite movie of all time. So which, which is. Happy Gilmore. Hey, there we go. There we go. Question number two, Danny. What is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? That one one was like rapid fire. This one's like deep. Oh, yeah. Um, They get deeper too, so get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. I think that like like everyone has like different life experiences, you know, like I, like my experience as someone who's been overweight for more majority of my life, I started to realize like, although a lot of people have had similar experiences to me, there's also people out there that have had like a great life, you know, being an overweight person, which when I was younger, like I wouldn't have thought was possible, (laughs) you know? So it's definitely opened my mind to like more, um, just being more open to like understanding that everyone's journey is like different and what got them from point A to point B is different. And, you know, to be not as assuming of, of what people are capable of. I like it. Question number three, Danny, if someone out there listening is, is that person who wants to get their journey started and wants to start today, what is one concrete action they can take today to start working on their health? Just the small choices thing. Like, Add a bit more vegetables and protein to your meals and maybe try and reduce some of the more sweeter, fattier foods that you're intaking, like that alone. And and then it doesn't mean like cut everything out, but just like making that small switch and adding a bit more volume and protein to your meals. You're going to find yourself getting fuller. You're going to be able to get, you find yourself actually eating more food um, and you'll still achieve achieve the results you want. Um, I think that's it. That's exactly what I did at the start. And it was like the most simple thing. And I didn't think it would make that big of a difference, but it did. And that's what started my whole journey. So there we go. Small steps. Question number four, Danny, what is something about yourself that you love? <laughs> um, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, but I guess I would say my energy. 
you know, because um, I have ADD, I have a lot of energy and I'm usually most of the time very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes when, I'm, when I don't have energy, then I'm like really low. Um, but yeah, I would say like my just charisma and energy. There we go. And final question for you today, Danny. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, I really want to scale my digital media agency. Um, it's basically just been me, you know, doing things. Um, and I slowly am kind of growing a little team to create like a bigger business nice. that can have a bigger impact locally. And because um, I've been seeing a lot of positive progress in, in the work I'm doing. And so I'm really happy to like work towards that and like scale it and make it into something bigger than just me. I like it, man. I like it. That's an awesome goal. So Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your journey and your perspective with everyone. I I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, It was great to, you know, finally get to chat with you a bit. Definitely, uh, definitely we'll keep in contact more. Um, You know, I appreciate you, you supporting me for as long as you have and, and giving me the platform to kind of talk and just, yeah, I think this is awesome. Definitely. It's my pleasure to have you on, man. And everyone out there, like I said, if you want to follow Danny, you know where to find him. If you want to connect with me, you can find me, as always, on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can always email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And once you're done doing all that and you're exhausted, remember, my friends, go out there, do something today to amaze yourselves because you are the most amazing people I know. You can do it. And then come on back and catch us on the next episode of the show. We'll be here for you. 